Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. With uh, Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com. Yeah, yeah. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It's the hump for February 21st, 2024. We're tackling all the big news of the wrestling week, and we're answering your super chats and humper chats. If you're watching live on youtube.com slash Fightful, get those super chats in uh, via the the super chat option. If you're watching on uh, X on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, Facebook, or anywhere else, including our new uh, Discord, uh, go to humperchats.com, H-U-M-P-E-R chats. Dot com. We'll tell you more about that Discord shortly, which is exclusive to Fightful Select members. But we got Jimmy Van here. Jimmy, how you doing? 
Doing good, Sean. I can't wait for the uh, bull riding competition on WWE Raw. That's going to be fun. Yeah. You going to enter it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm from, the, I'm from the countryside. I've seen a bull Are or two you? in my day, Sean Rossap. What about you? Two. You're from a small town, right? So what's that got to do with bulls? That's where they reside. They, they reside in... <laughs> yeah, don't they? They reside in small towns, don't they? Uh, one of my towns? one of my good friends actually was a bull rider competitively. Really? Did he make money? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, but there's also a funny re wrestling related story about this guy. I may have told you this before. He was uh, he had a, a hunting apparel line and a hunting show. And I was explaining to him when I met him what my job was and, and what I did. And I was like, yeah, there's this wrestling company, WWE. And at the time, TNA or Impact. And I was like, but it's really weird. Right now, they're on some hunting channel. And I was like, honestly, after seeing the quality of your show, you could probably get on that channel. And he looked me square in the eye and he said, dude, I am on that channel. <laughs> and I found out that his show aired a couple hours after TNA Impact on, was it Pursuit Network or something like that? So uh, go figure. Was but, it just um, a murder deal? Like, did he just get a cut of ad I, revenue or that something? That I'm not sure. I could ask him. But I mean, yeah. I know it wasn't like a big money earner or anything, but no, wonderful yeah, fella. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. look at this. We got... We got a bunch of people putting over our new Discord on FightfulSelect.com. So I've been teasing this a little bit before that I'm going to spend a little less time on Twitter, especially around uh, like after WrestleMania season. But I'm going to like I didn't want to not interact with our subscribers and all the good people there. So uh, we started up a Discord. It is exclusive to Fightful Select subscribers. So I know a lot of you were like, oh, well, what about? All the riffraff, as they say, uh, riffraff doesn't get in. If they want to pay five bucks to subscribe and then get immediately banned for being assholes in the Discord, by all means. Because there are some toxic people in Select, so, you know. Yeah, of course, there's yeah. a couple. There's yeah. a couple, na namely uh, this one, Jimmy Van 74. He's a real piece of trash. He's a real, he's a real asshole. I'm trying to get a him kicked. Real piece of trash, but people yeah. are loving it. Uh, guys, I don't know how discord works as well but i have been interacting in there heavily i've got the app on my phone i've got the app on my my pc actually so yeah but uh get in your super chats get in your humper chats emir says fightful subscriber any info on raw producers uh not this week that'll be back on friday actually so i saw you uh, putting but, over the changes in production it's been really good oh it's been incredible we'll been. talk we'll yeah. talk more about that uh if you need help there are some moderators like Mike Straw and Corey Brennan and Alexis Cardoza who can help you guys. But Crazy 101 starts us off with the thing that we are going to lead off talking about because um, John Cena did media today with Howard Stern. And it's funny because in that Discord and in our own chat, I said 100%, and I never say 100%, Jimmy. I said 100% Howard Stern's asking about this. Howard Stern, oh, absolutely, yeah, one million percent was going to ask about this, and he did, and he actually related it to his own situations of having people that he cared about that had allegations about them. John Cena's response definitely uh, got some people talking, and not necessarily in a positive way. Jimmy, uh, yeah, 
Uh, I'll, I'll let you sort of carry away the details. Yep. So it was actually one of two interviews that came out today. The other one was Randy Orton with Justin Brazo of yes. uh, Sports Illustrated. And both of them were asked about Vince McMahon, of course. And both of them have a similar story. They both uh, were with Vince for 20 years. They both, you know, got to the top of the business under Vince. Uh, Randy, here's the quote from Randy. He said, I wouldn't be where I am with a Vince McMahon taking a chance on me a handful of times. He then added what you've seen in red. I've seen in red. As far as commenting on that, it fucking hurts my heart. That's what Randy. Yeah. Now, like you mentioned, Cena in particular is getting heat online for what he said to Howard Stern. I've got the quote. Uh, it's it's a little lengthy, but I think just to avoid being uh, being taken out of context, I'm going to read it. Sure. He said, "I'm a big advocate of love and friendship and honesty and communication, but in the same breath, I'm also a big advocate of accountability." I think you explained it well. If someone's behavior lies so far outside your value system that the balance shifts, like I can't operate in a world where this works, that's the end result of being accountable. Right now, what I'm going to do is love the person I love, be their friend. And by that, it means, hey, I love you. You got a hill to climb. There is the saying of you don't know who your friends are until the shit is the fan or your back is against the wall. That doesn't make any what's easier to swallow but just telling somebody i love you man this is going to be a hill to climb we're going to see what happens and that's that uh, people on twitter wanted me to comment on this one you to comment on this the first thing i'll say is if it was me if i'm because this is a difficult situation for john cena obviously if i was in his shoes back against the wall or hill to climb is not what i would say absolutely not yeah because especially considering so much of this was telegraphed by him and, and like people are dissecting every scripted thing that Vince McMahon has ever said to apply it to this Sure, and saying, you know, maybe, maybe this was their wink and a nod type of thing to these, these horrible things. It's just, yeah, I'll let you continue. Yeah. I mean, given how serious these allegations are, because they're very serious, like, like yeah. I said, it could, if, if proven in court, the criminal, so back against the wall, I would not have said, um, but I'm, I'm not going to praise John Cena, but I'm not going to shit on him either because I understand his unique position that he's in. There's an old saying that goes before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. And I'm sure as hell I'm not talking about Mr. Man shoes. I'm talking about John Cena's shoes. And Cena is a guy who owes his livelihood to Vince McMahon. He's a guy, his career, his celebrity status, his wealth, all the opportunities he's getting in acting now. None of that probably would have ha wouldn't have happened without Vince. Um, and like I said, these allegations against Mr. Man, they are deplorable and they are criminal. And if they are proven in court, he deserves everything that he has coming to him. But I think it's easier for someone without a decades long personal connection to Vince, as Cena has, to see a Vince Man for what he is and to see him for what he's alleged to have done. So I understand John Cena in his position saying what he said, especially at the stage where Vince hasn't had his day in court yet. But you know what, Sean? I will be very curious if John Cena goes on the Howard Stern show, if Vincent Mann is found guilty, particularly if he's found guilty in a criminal case, then I'll be very interested in what John Cena has to say uh, about the situation. And that's about all I got to say about it. Here's here's how I'll apply my feeling. I thought that Randy Orton's response was was much better. John Cena started with WWE about 22 years ago. So he's had a good relationship, close relationship with Vince McMahon for over 20 years. We have seen Vince McMahon, even when he became significantly less public, go see and spend time with John Cena. They're right. still very close. Yep. For, for the sake of this quote, 
we will say they're best friends, whether they're not, whether they are or not. I have known my best friend for 22 years, ride or die, super loyal, has helped me through a lot, uh, confided in him and all that. Would do anything for him. I don't know if three years, three or four years into being that person's best friend, if they got accused of pushing a woman up against a wall and groping them at a tanning salon, if I would have continued that friendship or at least certainly kept them at a significant distance. If even 15, 16, 17 years in, you start to hear things, you start to hear these murmurs. Hey, why is this person not, why is this person not cool with my friend anymore? Why is that? Oh, because of this claim, because of that claim. That's gross. It is loyalty out of convenience. It's because that's the guy that was signing his fucking checks for so long. I mean, that's why the loyalty. That's yeah. why the loyalty was there. Yes. Absolutely. Cena got to the top of the business because of Vince McMahon. No question. Because of Vince McMahon, for sure. And it's a loyalty to the guy that signed his fucking checks. And he ain't got to have that loyalty anymore. He doesn't need Vince McMahon anymore and doesn't need the behavior that Vince McMahon casts onto other people. Because it's not just, oh, well, Vince did this. If those, if those were true then Vince also casted this onto dozens of other people. Again, assuming the text messages are true, by his own admission, was implicating dozens of other people. Whether they wanted to be or not, just showing people stuff. I I don't know. I, I have... See, I, I can't just, help but I'm, think... I, I understand why he has this sense of loyalty and it's somebody he's been close with. But a couple years ago, I was, you know, I was disappointed in the Brian Danielson and John Cena reaction to it. Does, does it mean that I think they are a horrible person and should never work in the wrestling business again? No, absolutely not. And there will be people that forevermore will say, why they're bringing him in after he said this. It is a very unique and unfortunate position for them to be in, and I thought that Randy Orton laid it out pretty correctly. Like, yeah, of course, they owe this person an awful lot for the chances that he took, but also they that's that's heartbreaking and horrible for sure. and gross. And one thing I one Vin- thing I, I question, and, and again, I can't speak for Cena, but you know how Vince came out after the Janelle Grant uh, suit came out. And he basically said, there are li- there's lies in this, and I'm going to clear my name. That's kind of what he said. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's probably told Cena the same thing. He's probably told Cena that, you know, this is filled with lies, and I'm going to, and I'm going to clear my name. And I think that's why Cena used the the, the reference to Hill to Climb. You, you know what I'll do? You know what I'd do if I were him? I'd say, you know what? I'd like to wait until I get some more clear facts on this situation before I really decide on, on this type of thing because there are uh, there are a lot of false allegations in the world there are an awful lot of allegations that never even get made because people are fearful but it's a, it's an awful lot and just mass says did you see ashley masaro's daughter's tweet i did no i did I, not i actually reached out to her in, in you know in case she ever sees anything that is inaccurate uh to let us know how old is she so now she 
um in her like early 20s she's Is like she? 23 24 okay um so she said that she did not watch the video the news nation video but said that Cara Papilla wasn't even <clears throat> a friend of my mother's when she passed she was an ex best friend who since her passing has spam messaged me unsettling and delirious messages and has fabricated bizarre messages etc finally gained the courage to search my mom's name and i see her ex best friend the woman who has harassed me and my grandma since her passing has messaged family uh, family members awfully mean things pretending to be me as the voice chosen to represent this. God help me. She said, no one who supports the Massaro family, and then in parentheses, literally all that's remaining is me and my grandma Barbara, who I live with anyways, would go to the media or news outlets. They know it's against our wishes and her mother's wishes. Hmm. So. I can tell you guys, and this this came out in our most recent Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis report uh, over the past uh, past week. We, ahead of StarCast in 2019, had reached out to Ashley Massaro just to do an interview in general. And uh, she was like, yeah, I, I would like that. She was talking about training to return to the ring. We only had a couple conversations, and we were discussing some things that were you know, it would be discussed or not. And she, regarding that situation it was a I'll, I'll let you know type of thing unfortunately she passed a couple of weeks before starcast and uh you know unfortunately that's what her daughter you know lives with and and now has to relive a lot of that now but um well you know what you've heard the old adage about where there's smoke there's fire right and and for anybody for anybody that might be a relatively new wrestling fan or maybe you weren't around in the 80s like i was watching wrestling there have been stories for decades about backstage conduct in WWE, not just involving Vince McMahon, but involving others in management positions or administrative positions and even some other wrestlers. And YouTube is riddled with stories from wrestler interviews. Uh, and some of those now are starting to resurface. The Mel Phillips story has resurfaced. He was a former WWE ring announcer. You can look up the allegations against him. Uh, Paul Romo was interviewed by News Nation recently talking about Jim Powers quitting WWE because he was allegedly propositioned by someone in management. I expect that more of this is going to happen as the weeks and the months pass. I think more of these stories are going to come to light because wrestling for so long wasn't covered by the mainstream media. You know, it, it was yeah. it was considered like a lowbrow form of entertainment. And so all of these stories that wrestling fans have heard about forever got swept under the rug and, and wasn't really covered by the mainstream media. But now WWE is big business now. They are a public company. They just signed a deal with Netflix. These stories are going to come out now. And I think that 2024 is not going to be a good year for Ms. McMahon. Uh, and we'll see where things go, Sean. Got anything else you want to add? Yeah, um, Brock Lesnar is not listed on the active roster for WWE 2K. Uh, he was in the build that I played weeks ago. But, yeah, uh, that's, that's uh, you know. I, I want to mention one other thing uh, that's kind of related to this. And I don't usually call shit out like this. But this is one example where I want to, because you know me, Sean. I'm always about what's the benefit and I don't understand the business aspect of this. So mm -hmm. there's an independent promotion called dynasty wrestling. And I know, oh you know boy. where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. And last weekend, dynasty wrestling had a show in Albany, New York, uh, on that show, Patrick Clark, formerly known as Velveteen dream. He made a surprise appearance. And I think people are familiar with this story and the allegations against him. I understand independent wrestling. It can be hard to get noticed sometimes. And sometimes you do things to get attention, but on the same show that they booked Velveteen dream, 
They also advertise Rita Chatterton. Rita Chatterton, of course. Uh, oh, she was on there directly after. Guest timekeeper, right? Immediately following right, Velveteen right. Dream spot, yeah. So Rita Chatterton was the, the former WWE referee who alleges that Vince McMahon raped her in the back of a limo in 1986. And just last month, according to the Wall Street Journal, she settled with, with uh, Vince McMahon in a multi-million dollar lawsuit. How could a promoter think that it's a good idea from a business perspective on a show where you book an alleged rape victim? Because they advertise Rita Chatterton, right? So yes. on a show where you booked an alleged rape victim to then also book someone accused of sexual misconduct, I just don't understand from a business perspective. And I'm sure the promoter might be thinking, well, you're talking about it now, so it's free publicity. How many people talking about it are going to spend money on your product? And that's the end goal, right? I, I could not believe when I saw that online that a promoter thought that was good business. And uh, so I just wanted to mention that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Ill-advised. I mean, so I, you know, I've seen a lot of people that one, they'll criticize, criticize Chris Van Vliet saying that basically he gave Patrick Clark a path to get back in there. I hate to tell you guys this. There were people inquiring about booking Patrick Clark months ago on you know what whether what regardless of how you feel about it or or Patrick or Chris doing the interview wish he would have pushed harder on on a lot of things because it's one thing to do the interview and it's one thing to really be like uh no this doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense and there were some elements of that including minors literally being in possession of nude photos of Velveteen Dream that were like and he did a little bit but could have a more but this, like, there were going to be promoters that that booked him regardless. I do understand some frustration about it, uh, especially considering the fact that, you know, Hogan, Flair, Riddle were all interviewed, like, almost consecutively in that sense. I thought that putting Rita Chatterton right after was so tone deaf. And they advertised Rita Chatterton. They didn't yep. advertise Velveteen Dream. Right. They didn't give anybody the opportunity to vote with their wallets about Velveteen Dream. You're just sitting there like, what the hell are, why? And there were, there were Velveteen chants there. There is an audience that wants him back. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, just an interesting decision. And again, I'm just trying to understand how they thought that was good business. Like I, how do they think that people talking about it are going to translate into ticket buyers? Cause uh, yeah. I just, I just don't see how that translates, but uh yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, well, let's, let's get some super chats, super chats. Do you think Rock will be at Elimination Chamber? I don't. Do you? I think there's a good chance because uh, Cody and Rollins are doing Grayson Waller. So, and there's yeah, a chance. I would, I would, I, I don't think it'll happen, but I hope it happens. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be really great. Question for Jimmy: What was Vince McMahon Senior's reputation? Because you're much older, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so Vince senior had a very good reputation, much better than Vince jr. And, and a lot of wrestlers will tell you that, uh, he was considered a very fair promoter. Uh, he had a reputation for, you always knew he was coming because he liked to jingle quarters in his hand. So you always heard him coming. He, uh, he was the guy that wanted to respect the territorial boundaries because he respected the other promoters. He was part of the NWA at one time too. So, uh, he had a very positive reputation, uh, Vince McMahon Jr. obviously proved to be a much better businessman because he ignored the territorial boundaries, went national. Somebody was going to go national eventually because of the ad cable. 
Vince was the first, but no, Vince senior um, had a very positive reputation. How do you guys feel about his interview with CVV? I didn't watch all of it. Like uh, I can tell you, I was offered that interview and I was like, Nope, Nope. I did send um, Chris some notes to follow up on. I don't know, you know, fully how he followed up on them, but I covered numerous arrests and situations with him and, uh, EC3 had let me know about some of the things that he was alleging regarding regarding Velveteen on an off the record thing. And I remember when when that popped up, and I was like, "Well, EC3 it didn't just make this up. He had told me prior. People were like, "Why didn't you say anything?" Well, it's not my place to out a a sexual harassment or assault victim. It's it's their place to do that. But and one thing I want to say about Dream because there are some people that are defending him, saying, "Oh, they're allegations. They're allegations." I think one of the big things people have a problem with with him is that his apology video that he put out last month, he was more apologizing to WWE and Triple H and Shawn Michaels um, as if he was looking for a way back into wrestling than he was the alleged victims. And I think that's what people's issue was, was his accountability yeah. level. Um, so that's that's the thing about Velveteen Dream is, uh, uh, yeah, he seemed more apologetic to the wrestling personnel. Kim says Randy's response reflects that he's a dad. That it does. Hey, did you read that interview with SI? Randy was great um, in that interview. Yeah. He was great in that interview. Yeah, Luke, says I, Luke says, I do feel like Chris doing the interview uh, kind of legitimized the idea of bringing Dream back without immediately discrediting yourself. I understand why people feel that way. Uh, Gail King did an interview with R. Kelly. There were a lot of people that were like, this interview needed to happen. And then there were a lot of people that say, why are you even giving him the chance to speak? Um, there, there are situations like, for example, Velveteen could have just released a video on his own. But um, I, I can tell you that when I was posed the possibility of the interview, I was told nothing's off the table. You can ask whatever you want. And I just, I just didn't see the benefit. I didn't see the positive that could come out of it. I just didn't, man. Um, now, I don't think that that means a person should starve forever and never be able to work. But if you have proven that you, within this industry, the very industry you're trying to get back in, that to be contingent on some of your misbehavior and and again, the, the allegations associated were him preying on impressionable underage wrestling trainees specifically. Well then, yeah, I don't think you should be around. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should be around. Uh, go work at fucking target or something, or, or go do your manual labor or something where you're not going to be able to, you know, or hopefully not be able to uh, abuse or take advantage of impressionable young people, especially minors. Ryan says, Sean, did you see coach's interview with busted open? I know, uh, I did not know rock purposely screwed with triple H during the rock coach Eugene segment. It was supposed to go 10 minutes, but went 22 minutes. That is triple H me. had crossover that match that night. So, um, there is a, you know, a running joke with some people and the rock is one of them. <clears throat> Don't plan anything important after their segment because there's a good chance it gets cut completely. So if you have a one or two segment match planned for right after a rock segment, well, you better make it disposable. That was a rarity this past week, Jimmy, because they had him close the show 
And the Fox 10 o'clock news doesn't wait for anybody. (laughs) You got to get out of there a minute or two early. But back in the day, Rock definitely used to take advantage of that. For sure. I mean, I I think they had 20 minutes for the segment, but it started with Roman. Yeah. Right. And then they took a commercial break. So Rock might have had five, maybe, that he talked. But uh, I thought that segment was great. Do you want to turn to, to the Rock now? To the Rocks thing? No, we were going to do a couple more Super Chats and Hump. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. For chats, but you know what? We've also got NordVPN to tell you about. I'm traveling a lot, and when you travel, you gotta protect your data. You gotta protect your privacy online. NordVPN.com/fightful allows me to do that. Allows me to browse safely and securely. When you go to an airport, when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi, which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices. Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, nordvpn.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe. Be smart. nordvpn.com slash Fightful. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More super chats, more humper chats. James says, Sean, I know you watched the Osprey Oku match. Jimmy, did you? Jimmy absolutely did not. Um, <laughs> says, what, what did you rate it? It's personally a top five match of all time for me, says James. So I'm familiar I with used, it, but no, I have not. I, and when we had, we've had two interviews with Michael Oku over the last six months. So Fightful was definitely ahead on the curve there. But, um, I don't do match ratings publicly anymore because people got really weird. Now, I just want to say my scale was much different than Dave's. What I would do, I would start every match at a five and it would go up or down that scale, so to speak. So it would always start like a boxing judge, Sean. Sort of, no, nothing like a boxing judge. That is a 10 point must system. Yeah, that but is, they start at 10 and then it goes down. It doesn't go absolutely up. Absolutely. It it's nowhere near the same. Uh, however, I have said that if I view something as a 10 out of 10 match, I'll just say that I thought this was a 10 out of 10 match. It was one of the most incredible matches I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I'm going to start a feature eventually on Fightful Select where I go through each of the matches that I've rated a 10 out of 10. And uh, if there's one that you guys think that I missed, I'll uh, I'll take a look back at that. But yeah, I thought it was uh, an incredible match. Amira was so great in it as well. A uh, good interview with Corey Brennan recently uh, as well. So, so I've seen clips of fantastic. it. Fantastic. I've seen clips of it, but my weekends are for my family, so uh, I did not watch the match live. Yeah, we got Josh saying no raw rundown backstage notes portions this week. Uh, not for raw. We're gonna have those back. Don't worry. Aside from Julia, any other Joshi talent WWE want? I haven't heard of any. How did SRS slash Fightful and Denise meet? What is her title in Fightful? Would Jimmy ever consider hiring her on the team if given the opportunity? I've mentioned this before. Like, Denise loves her freedom. She loves that. If I had my way, I would have Andrew Thompson back full-time. We would have had Will Washington and Grapsity on full-time. Would have had Denise on full-time. It would have. That's the way that that would have been. There's only so much work that so many people can do in that sense. Denise loves her freedom. Denise works for us, I, I can't say one hour a week, about four or five hours a week on Mondays. She is a podcast host, and she's incredible. Uh, when the fall of 2019 was happening, I felt like Alex maybe wasn't fair in his WWE reviews. Now, granted, the show sucked really badly. But I feel like it felt like even when there were good things, Alex would maybe just bury it as well. And I was like, listen, if you want to do that, there's definitely an audience for that. And it's good natured when you do it. He came up with a sour graps idea and I wanted a co-host. I wanted uh, somebody that we didn't have before. And we posted a thing and Sean Waltman of all people hit me up and he said, you should really give Denise Salcedo a look. And I said, okay, one, two, three kid who I grew up idolizing. That was your I'll exact her, response. That was your yeah. exact response. Yeah. I was like, I'll give her a look. And I did. And she was fantastic. And I knew from the first show that Denise was going to be, she 
I knew she could be everything that she she is now, and she has far exceeded that. She has been fantastic, but she's a a podcast host. But if she came to us and said, you know what? I want to send all my interviews to you guys. I want to do all the the stuff with you guys. It would have to be something that we considered, obviously. Sean, I'll tell you that incredible. one of the people that I always put over when I talk to Sean is Denise. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this because I respect her hustle. I respect her work yeah. ethic. Like she, the, the success that she has, and Chris Van Vliet's another one, the success that they have had did not come by accident. Same with you, Sean. Of course. It yeah. did not come by accident. It came because you guys put in the work. And uh, Denise is a hustler. And let me tell you, Cardona talks about this. It's not easy having to put yourself out there on social media all the time. It's not yeah. easy. And it's a grind. It's more of a grind than you think. And uh, Denise works hard. And so I have a lot of respect for her. And uh, she earned her success. Yeah. And, and as I've mentioned, like, if Denise had an obligation that took her away from the post-Raw review and wanted to stay at Fightful, there would, there would be something for Denise there. Denise is a part of Fightful as long as she wants to be. And quite frankly, is as much of a part of Fightful as she will ever want to be as well. And, you know, we'll always accommodate that. There's not a concern that a Denise Salcedo piece of content won't make money. She's very good at that. Sidesuka says, what I don't like is that the reply to questions being looked at as a referendum of someone's character is a bit extreme. It's a very tough, complicated situation giving the circumstances. Yes, it is. And I'm sure it's a confusing situation for an awful lot of people who, you know, I'm sure many of them didn't see that side. However, if these allegations are true, there's an awful lot of people that that turned a blind eye to that side as well. And I agree with you on that, right? It, it's one thing if you're, say, uh, you know, an independent wrestler that they would bring in when you were in town and what his opinion of Vince is. Cena, Undertaker, uh, Randy Orton, I'm sure they have a different opinion. But you're right. Uh, if, if all of these interviews have been on YouTube for years with all of these stories, Cena's heard them. I mean, yeah, and... He's heard them. So I had somebody say that, um, like, well, why did you ask Seth and not anybody else in Vegas? And I was like, well, one, Jade wasn't there when when any of this would have went down. Seth had answered it prior and answered it very well. I felt that it was unfair to possibly ask women who could have been subjected to this, and I don't know legally, criminally, emotionally how that might affect them. And the reality is to put them on the spot on camera like that, when I can just reach out to them interpersonally in a much more appropriate manner, which is what I do. I reach out interpersonally for all this stuff as opposed to being like, Hey, what do you, what do you think to, to women who could have been subjected to that? We got a few more as well. Uh, Van Twinblade says chances of AEW becoming a place where two companies that don't like each other, AAA and CMLL work together without pissing off their base. It's, it's a possibility, but AAA and CMLL aren't going to work together anytime soon. And I feel like if CMLL and AAA ever decide to play nice together, they will just do a CMLL versus AAA show and make it as big as possible in Mexico. That's how I feel. I understand that they've had decades of of a feud, I guess, between those two companies because they're, they're trying to get market share in Mexico. You would think that they would both, like you'd think that AEW's in the driver's seat, right? You'd think that yeah. both of them would be like, we'll do whatever you want. 
because you're on live national television, worldwide television for that matter. You're giving exposure to our guys that they're not going to get otherwise. So the stories that have come up recently about, oh, CMLL doesn't want AAA guys on the same show, whatever that bullshit was. Both companies should be embracing it because it's a great opportunity for them. That's my opinion on it. Nelson Munt says, is it safe to say that WBD will reconsider how much they would want to pay for the NBA TV rights after the second worst TV rating in history for this year's NBA All-Star Game after last year's being the worst? The NBA All-Star Game is not indicative of the popularity of the NBA. Um, the NBA All-Star Game sucks ass. It's terrible. I tune in Saturday night. I watch the skills competition. I watch the dunk competition, three-point contest. Uh, Steph versus Sabrina kicked ass. It was so good and is only going to get better with Caitlin Clark there. Competitions are much better. Name them in an honorary capacity for the all-star team and then just do whatever. Do mini games for all I care. It has nothing to do with anything. So... Obviously, it comes down to ad rates, and and the NBA being a massively popular entity, they can command ad rates that a lot of other entities cannot. The one thing I will tell you, we've talked about this, I think, before. I read that the NBA is planning on having maybe three suitors instead of two. Uh, on the last deal, they had Warner Brothers and ESPN, I believe, and I've heard that they might add a third because they want to get such a massive increase that Warner Brothers and, and the other television outlet uh, might take on less games due to the increase that they're going to have to pay. So I think Warner Brothers will be happy to pay it. They're going to get less games. Uh, and it's that's good news for AEW, I think, if uh, if they have less games. Zoe, Nikita, Amari, Ariana, Wendy Chu, Saul Ruka, and Cora within two years toward their ACL. Coincidental? Or does the training need to be addressed or investigated? Okay, well... You got to look at how many male superstars tore up their shoulders in a very short period of time within a couple of years ago. Sometimes it's coincidence. Women are much more susceptible to ACL tears, especially uh, non-contact, quite frankly. I have a close friend of mine who played very, very high-level soccer. She tore her ACL maybe it was four times, three times in college. That's the unfortunate reality there, but um, shit happens very, very unfortunately. I mean, Shotzi jumped off the apron to the floor. Did you see that? Yeah, it I did happen. not know that. I didn't know that Wendy Chews was an ACL though. I, I haven't. I know that she had an injury, but I didn't know what that was. Will Seth Rollins stay in wrestling when he's done? Possibly, um, but he might make so much money. So much money that he doesn't need to. Maybe he's going to open a bachina coffee shops. <laughs> Joe, he'll he'll keep coaching for sure. Sean, for future reference, can you enter the floor at WWE without a ticket? Saw you on the floor at Raw, but didn't know if I was allowed down there. No, you aren't allowed on the floor. Uh, any venue worth a damn will not let you down there unless you've got a ticket there. John Sawyer says, I don't personally feel Logan does anything for WWE. It's clear most of the crowd genuinely don't like him, not as a character, but at all. Agree or no? No, I completely disagree. He promotes WWE on his channels. He is well-liked backstage. He creates a little bit of buzz throughout his fan base for what he's doing. He's good in the ring. He's you know solid elsewhere. I think he's he provides a lot more, or a lot. I agree. Uh, I he still does millions of viewers on his podcast. You know, Logan, the Paul brothers were never really my people because they're, they're you know I'm a different generation. But uh, they still get millions of, of viewers on their YouTube, and it's in the target demo the WWE wants. That's the key. 
It's in the key demo that WWE wants. And I think Logan Paul has been nothing but respectful of, uh, of WWE when he has people on for interviews. He's very respectful. There's no, cause he's done it now. So he gets it. He knows how hard it is. He, he treats it well. He's willing to work angles there. Like he kayfabed his own brother on the podcast one time and said, I didn't know I was getting hit with a stunner. It was very good. Matthew Hooks of Hooked In Voiceovers, who uh, sponsored the Fightful Awards, says, Camille update. Uh, yeah, she, I was told NXT was interested. I haven't heard of them nailing down a deal, but she met with AEW. She didn't have a deal as of then, and AEW liked her. It says, more AEW women's matches this week than in a year. I don't expect them to be long because Deanna and Tony probably are both getting showcases, but still, why not do two short ones? His five biggest women's names on TV, Mariah May, Rosa, Deanna, Tony, and Serena finally fixed it. They're, they are going to lean more into that, and I'm very excited. Josh Mansfield says, want to give Jimmy his flowers for always being calm and chill in this stuff, sitting back and assessing things versus an emotional reaction. Thank you. It is an emotional topic for sure. Um, people... You know, people can see that their words aren't right, though, and I'm not above people you know, coming like correcting themselves or understanding what their words mean to people at some point. I always, in every situation, try to put myself in the shoes of the person, and yeah. that's why with Cena, like I like I said, some of his words I wouldn't have said if I was him in that interview. But I understand his position. He's in a very difficult spot. He's in he's in a spot that you and I can't relate to. Uh, in this situation. So I try to look at it from his point of view. Ryan says, just wanted to thank SRS and Fightful for all you guys do. We'd be cool to do a watch along with you on some of your 10 to 10 matches. We'll, we'll look at that. Uh, we've done that before. Like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, uh, Christopher Daniels was one of them we did on Select. Is there anywhere Select subs can have discourse? <laughs> yes, Discord. <laughs> Tamatanga, Hammerstone, Fatu, what are the chances any of them end up in WWE? Tomatonga is somebody WWE has wanted for a long time. Hammerstone fits. Yes, you, yes. you sign him. He's a top guy on NXT right now. I You're agree. losing Braun Breaker. Guess who you got? Alexander Hammerstone, who puts on 30 to 40 minute main event slapperoonies. I would first off, Alexander Hammerstone could fit anywhere. I'm not, I don't want to pigeonhole him in NXT. He's worked TV for years and at a main event level, but if I were WWE, I would look at what he can do, and I would look at a lot of the super athletes that you have, and I would say, uh, I want this other guy who is very clearly a super athlete to work with these other super athletes and tell them some things that really helped him. Jacob Fatu is one that WWE has passed over numerous times, Jimmy. With a new regime, I think he's got, got more of, of an opportunity than now. Why do you think he would have been passed over before? Criminal background. I see. Okay. Criminal background. Yeah. I mean, Hammer, Hammerstone, I don't know how Hunter doesn't look at him and feel like he's looking at a younger version of himself. You know what he I mean? He used to get compared. That's why he cut his yes. hair. Yes. Yes. So yeah, he, he, he looks hair. NXT. I completely agree with what you said about NXT. People ask me what the odds are of them showing up. I can tell you what the odds are for elimination chamber from our friends at bet online. AG now also bet online EU. Who do you think is the favorite to win the elimination chamber right now from bet online? AG Jimmy, uh, Becky Lynch and drew McIntyre. That is correct. So if you're feeling confident, another way drew Becky, both massive minus 2000 underdogs, 
or uh, favorites rather for the elimination chamber. The biggest underdogs are Kevin Owens and Tiffany Stratton. Uh, but even more than that, Rhea Ripley is a massive, massive favorite, and understandably so. Judgment Day, massive favorites at Bet Online AG, but they'll have those worlds or not worlds in revolution odds up soon at Bet Online AG. They have the earliest lines. You can bet big with the high limits and rebut rebet functionality, the fastest payouts with winnings paid in minutes, and the industry best bonuses. Also, they have a 100% crypto welcome bonus, a 50% bonus. bonus uh, for welcoming people for the for I think Champions League even they've got all kinds of these bonuses uh, and deals that you can can set up there. A lot of games they've got uh, all the biggest markets from Champions League, NHL, UFC, uh, NCAA, NBA. I was so excited I knocked over my water <laughs> talking about Bet Online AG. And they're not like a fly-by-night company. They've been trusted for over twenty five years. They got stuff with esports. They got contests. <laughs> All kinds over there. Nia Jack's a plus one thousand underdog. Where That's going to be a born. great atmosphere. Great, atmosphere uh, it's going to be incredible. Atmosphere. I hope they have her main event. Tommy says, "Shout out to the Spotlight, best fightful show every Thursday morning." Also, we're in talks to add a uh, Tuesday morning show. Guys, uh, talked about that on the Discord today. Talk about the rock segment. <laughs> he sent the super chat. We don't worry. We are in moment momentarily. As soon as I get through these super chats, Matt Hennessy says of all the responses I've seen uh, with Vince's allegations, John Cena was the worst and tone deaf. I thought Ryan Randy's was very good. Yeah. I thought that, that Seth Rollins was, was very good too. I thought that his was by far the best. So let's talk about the rock. Brandon Charles Powell says that the Rock wanted more promo time on Friday. Him and Ro- Roman could have walked faster during their <laughs> entrances. Imagine Roman speed walking to the ring. <laughs> but Jimmy, um, you are saying what, what some others are saying that you believe maybe the Rock is a double agent. I loved that promo. I loved it, and okay. uh, it was I, polarizing to people too. Yeah, I. So I'm going to ask you your thoughts on this in a minute because I question if I saw Easter eggs that weren't supposed to be Easter eggs. I question. Sure. I question if I saw things in that promo that were completely coincidental. You wonder if you're giving everybody too much credit, basically, <laughs> because maybe, maybe because there there are so many times in WWE history where we have watched them trip and fall into something good, right? So but the then, only thing I will say is Brian Gewertz uh, weeks ago was basically saying on Twitter, basically saying, wait, guys, wait, guys, kind of thing, because yeah. he's heavily involved creatively here. And so that's why I wonder if this is uh, on purpose. So on Friday night, I watched that promo and I ended up posting on Twitter about how I think Rock's a double agent. Had no idea that my post was going to go viral. I ended up with 1.3 million views on that Damn, post. Jimmy. And uh, I'm going to tell I you gotta, why. I got to unmute you on Twitter, huh? Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about why I think he's a double agent, and I want to talk about the Easter eggs, and then you tell me if uh, if you think they're coincidental. So the first yeah. one that caught my eye was when Rock is addressing Cody Rhodes. He's got the sunglasses on. He's addressing Cody Rhodes, and he says, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you walk out of WrestleMania loser, and then he points. He looks in Roman Reigns' direction and points when he says that to make sure that you walk out a loser. Then uh, something that a lot of people pointed out is when they raised the bloodline hand sign at the end, rock raised an L he didn't raise the one. 
And so people were like, the loser sign. He said, I want him, you're going to walk at a loser. There's the loser sign. Goodbye and good night. Bang, yeah. bang. Another one. Bullet Club, Jimmy. That's what I'm sure that's what he's doing. Yeah. Another he's one. Gonna, he's going to come out with Gallows and Anderson by his side. That'll go Hell over yeah. great. Talking yeah. shop of mania. It'll go over great. Now, another one is when he said, Cody's story is just ending. And then he looked at Roman and he said, our story is just beginning. And the last one for me, did you see Paul Heyman during that segment, Sean? Yeah, I did, but go ahead. While the rock was talking and the whole bloodline was standing off to the side, rock had the whole ring and they were all standing off to the side. And while rock was talking, Paul Heyman is looking at Roman with a very concerned look on his face. And he's got his hands clasped. Like he's praying like this, looking at Roman as if to say, don't listen to this fucking guy. Yeah. So when I saw all of that, I thought to myself, rock is a double agent. And, you know, the other part of the story that I really enjoy right now, and I really want to put over how they've kind of turned the storyline around, because after the Sammy turn and Elimination Chamber, which was amazing, and then Sammy and KO to win the tag titles, which is amazing. After that, things fell off for me. Jimmy rejoining the bloodline made no sense. Solo Sokoa, with all due respect to him, he has not progressed as a character at all. He's, he's the same today that he was when he came in. So I felt like the story was falling off. Roman doesn't defend the title. But now the whole idea of Rollins telling Cody, what's your plan for the interference? And Cody doesn't respond. Then Cody loses to Drew McIntyre because of bloodline interference, driving that point home. I think that this is going to play into it. And I think at WrestleMania, when the bloodline interferes and Cody's got backup now, right? He's been talking to Sami Zayn. Maybe even Drew McIntyre might help out. I think when the bloodline interference is being dealt with, Rock is going to be the one to drop the rock bottom on Roman. And, uh, and it's going to lead to Cody winning the WWE title. This should tie it all together for yes. everybody. And I mean yes. everybody. Sammy, you know, he can compete for the Intercontinental title, et cetera. I don't know what Kevin's going to do. Yep. Everybody they've screwed over. Randy's back. He, uh, Jay is is there. L.A. Knight. Even Drew. L.A. Knight. Even Drew, as you mentioned. Yes. Even Drew should be there. And Drew's whole thing is like he mentally is a cut above everybody right now. So he sees it. And even though he doesn't like the people he's going to be standing with, he hates the people that are opposite of him more. Now, granted, he could also win the world title and say, well, now I don't give a damn because I got what I wanted. But um, uh, I'm I'm hopeful that this happens. I would love, first off, I would love a tag match night one uh, and then The Rock costing him night two and then he takes the lay from Roman Reigns. Right. We're off to the races. Roman hasn't needed the title for the last 10 and a half months. He yep. hasn't. It's time to move on from that. It's time to tell that story. It's time to have him face Solo. It's time to have him face Jimmy. It's time to have him face The Rock. And with Roman's schedule, guess what? That's a year. That's a year. Yep. And then whoever else, um, I want to see after four years of Roman Reigns on top, I want to see him hit his rock bottom, pun intended. Cute, cute. Do you think that they debut anybody new in the bloodline at WrestleMania? You mentioned Tama Tonga and maybe Jacob Fatu. Like, do you think they might go that well, direction? Tama's not related to them, but no, but uh, they Jacob, Jacob Fatu. Yeah, and in storyline, I mean Rock isn't either. 
You know what I mean? Like in I want to I want to see them integrate Naomi. I've I've long yes. said this. Like if yes. you're Jimmy Uso and you've got Roman Reigns telling you what to do forever, yes. your beautiful wife saying, you know, you used to have more respect for yourself than this. That that is a come to Jesus meeting, and I think that Naomi would be really good for that role. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Where do you think that this story ranks? Because like I said. I thought it was phenomenal through the Sami Zayn stuff and then the, the WrestleMania and all that. I thought that was great, but then I thought it fell off. Now I feel like it's really picked up steam again. And you know what's interesting, Sean? You talk about the business aspect of things, right? So when the blow yeah. line was really cooking, all we talked about was they're selling out every show. The ratings are really good. Well, look what happened over the last maybe six, say six months ago. They would go back to a venue, still drawn well, but they would go back to a venue and not draw as well as they did the first time around. The television ratings were slipping a little bit. Now they're selling out again, Sean. They're selling venues out again. The television ratings have been really strong. I feel like that that it's picked up steam again. Where do you rank this story compared to some of the best ever in wrestling? Like, you know, the NWO, uh, the mega powers exploding, Austin versus McMahon, other big money angles, because I think it's arguable that this is the best ever in terms of a long-term wrestling story. I think it's one of the best ever for sure. Absolutely one of the best ever. Would you put it on the level with some of those other ones I mentioned? Because those are yeah, iconic for at sure. this point. Especially long-term, how many people this got over at various points in time. Listen, LA Knight, they ca you can say what you want about him losing, but he was hot. They put him in there with the other hottest guy, and they had a title match. Sami Zayn had never been more over. Kevin Owens had great stuff. It could have been moved at a much better pace, but... I, I think it's one of the one of the all time greats. Did it? Did I enjoy everything all the way through? No, but uh, I, I think it was great. And let me ask you this story or this story, this question: If it's true that Rock is a double agent, and and if it's true that he has ulterior motives, and him and Cody are kind of in it together, kind of thing, do you think in storyline Roman Reigns figures it out, or do you think that he goes right into WrestleMania, gets double crossed by Rock? Uh, sorry, repeat that. So let's say that Rock, Rock is a double agent and Rock and Cody are kind of in on it, right? Do you think Roman Reigns in storyline figures that out? Figures out Rock's not on the up and up? Or do you think he rides into WrestleMania with the Rock and then Rock uh, turns on him? I think that he rides with Roman into with WrestleMania. Or, yeah, yeah. I think they, they stay together and then that's the big reveal. I think it needs to be... Oh, this shit again, and then it's not that shit yes. again. Yes, yeah. You, you know how WWE used to do this when they were really bad? That we're gonna fucking do it. Booking <laughs> that type of thing, like you know that stupid thing you don't want. We'll fucking do it. That's that's what we need to see here because they don't really do a lot of that anymore. Because they don't really book a lot of terrible stuff anymore. But think about the vignettes that they can do. After Mania, if it plays out the way we're talking, when they build up, you know, when they do uh, video packages on this story, remember when Rock came back and hugged Cody in the ring? Yeah. And he, and he whispered in Cody's ear and Cody smiled. Now, I'm sure in reality, Rock was saying something nice about his dad. In reality. It was. It was something about their family. Fightforselect.com right. reported it. But in storyline, they can show that clip and make like Rock said to him, don't worry, I got your back kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much that they can do here. Paul Heyman, again, the way he looked at Roman. And I think I think it's been very well done. And if I'm completely off my rocker and if Rock's going in as a complete heel, 
then so be it. But I think uh, I think that this is intentional, and I like where it's going. It's it's very interesting to me, and I'm sure I'm sure Demon Diva's not going to like it. I'm sure not. But uh, Roman's dropping that title at WrestleMania. If he doesn't, then they are batshit crazy. That's all I got to say. Bad little Biff says, uh, Tribal Chief close to Roman's streak in terms of importance. Save that win for Braun Breaker or Trick Williams that needs it. No, Cody needs the title at this yes. point. Cody needs the title. WWE needs the title. Um, also, Roman is closing in on breaking Hogan's main event record for WrestleMania, which he would have already broken if not for the COVID year. This would be the, the record-breaking year. What's the number? Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. I mean, that's what that's an accomplishment, especially yeah. in this era. Yeah. Thoughts of Obafemi? Uh, well, I mean, it's it is, but also two nights helps. Thoughts of Oba? Got it. He's absolutely got it. He's going to be incredible. Going to be incredible. Uh, I could be wrong, but isn't Tama related to the Rock? Then Roman, I don't think he's related to either one of them. He's Haku's kid. It's because Rock says he's everybody's cousin, right? Sure. Because he's not related to Roman either. So they, they all well, that, that's a little bit different because their families were integrated long ago. Mr. Acosta says this makes the eventual Rock Roman match even bigger. I agree. Rock telling is saying, oh, the story wasn't right prior to this. Come on. Uh, Corey says the rock acknowledging the tribal chief gave away that he will turn on Roman reigns at mania 40. Yes. Cause on that graphic, yes. which by the way, Jimmy seeing that graphic live gave me chills. Oh, did it? I was like, Oh shit. Uh, he was listed as the high chief. So apparently it's because he really is. Did you hear about that? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I heard there, I read a, a, an article about when he did it. Apparently the rock really was christened high chief in Samoan culture. And that's why he put that there. But uh, I didn't see the whole list. I saw Danny Garcia was on it. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was great. Um, very, I love that they had Brent Albright on there. I love that they had Naomi on there. Or not Brent Albright. Uh, yeah, they had uh, Gary Albright. Brent Albright, Gary. I think, was in the WWE uh, in like the 2000s. Do WWE, AEW watch Fightful reviews for feedback? Yep. Uh, we have the running joke is that the only people that watch the NXT, TNA, and ROH reviews are the wrestlers from those companies. But yeah, they do. Uh, if Cody wins, would the Universal title be retired? I would like to think so. I'm hoping that under Triple H, he combines, he cleans up a lot of lineages. Like, they can just say that now. They can be like, hey, you know those cruiserweight titles? They were the same title. This World Heavyweight Championship is the same World Heavyweight Championship that there was before. Have you like noticed that. that sometimes they refer to it as the WWE title? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that? Now the ring announcer I mean, doesn't, but but the wrestlers is, and promos do. It is, I guess, technically one honorary belt now. I would imagine that once Cody wins, he only carries the gold title. Yes, I agree, 100%. Ryan says, hey, Sean, allow me to vent for a second. As of now, big business has sold 6,700 ticks. I'm from Boston, have hardly seen any local marketing for the show. It's very frustrating. Uh, that show is going going to probably cross 10,000, I would imagine. I mean, it um, should. Yeah, it should, should cross 10,000. I can't speak to the local marketing because I don't know what they have set up there, but I know Koshe Irby and a lot of people in AEW, are, are they're changing a lot of things there. And Jay Brown says, thoughts on tonight's AEW and low attendance. I haven't even looked at what the attendance is. But again, I think that now once basically – once you see a lot of the dates that had previously been announced 
cycle out, you're going to see a much different approach. I know that they didn't necessarily want to cancel things that they already had because, you know, them having pictures of empty areas isn't anything new, but they don't cancel shows right, or anything right, right. like that. So the positive didn't outweigh the negative there. I think they're going to have a lot more. I'll tell you something that I noticed they did that I loved. For a while, they were saying, oh, AEW in Cedar Park, Texas. Well, then last week, they're like, hey, AEW in Austin, Texas at the Cedar Park venue. WWE's done that forever. For decades. Yes. For decades, they've done that. Now, there are some instances about... um, there are some instances where the venue doesn't want them to do that, but any rumored Cleveland SummerSlam date, no rumored Cleveland SummerSlam date, but they don't, they didn't give WWE a $1.6 million tax break for nothing. Uh, has Minnesota WrestleMania 2025 chatter died down again? There is no chatter. They were the front runner. And that's really about all I can say about it. There, I can't say that the chatter has increased or decreased. I saw a lot of people saying Vegas, why would they have not announced Vegas at the kickoff event if that's what they were going to do? Like, it would have been dumb to not. Right. I usually don't they wait until Mania, like, say, the Mania this year to announce Mania next year. That's normally when they mm-hmm. do it. So, yeah. Any word on Drew's contract status? Yes, FightfulSelect.com reported last week that as of now, there is no deal done, but they did extend it past Mania. He is booked for Mania um, it, due to injury. Nelson says, do you see it becoming a success with TKO trying to put more UFC on WWE programming and vice versa? Don't watch Raw because of, in Seamus's words, I could watch a soap opera, but Punk <laughs> getting booed at 298 is not a good look. That's more contingent to the MMA stuff than anything like that. But yes. yeah, when they're in a place like Anaheim and they've got a bunch of people that they can bring in, they're going to bring them in. I think this is something you're going to see more of. Uh, Lee fitting and the sports approach jimmy you mentioned it earlier yeah i loved the dolly camera or the drone camera i don't know what the hell damn thing that they're they're doing but it looks so much better and i tweeted there have been numerous times i've watched this year and thought thank god kevin dunn is gone but there hasn't been one time i've said this could have used kevin dunn there were numerous times over the last 10 years i said that guy needs to go yeah i love the entrances uh when they show the guys arriving to the building I like that. Sure. that. That reminds me of like a, a, a major boxing event or UFC event, the way they do that. Like you said, the camera that kind of goes through the front doors of the arena goes all the way in. We've seen that in the past from time to time. They're doing it more often. Um, I think production is noticeably improved. And regarding the Endeavor influence, we t- I think you and I talked about this off the air a little bit. Very noticeable this week. I mean, Michael yes. Chandler cuts a promo. Uh, they, they show, uh, Callum Walsh. He's a pro boxer who Dana White happens to back financially. That's why Callum Walsh was there with his name on an on-screen graphic. John Krimber, who's a bull rider, uh, Endeavor owns the professional bull riders, uh, PBR. So that's why yep. John Krimber was shown very heavy influence. Somebody asked me on Twitter, do you think that we might see a UFC fight at a WrestleMania? Uh, my answer is, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so either. They could technically do it if they got licensing at whatever state mania is in. Yeah. But they attract a lot of kids in WWE, and that is not the target audience for UFC. I just don't think they're going to do it. It's, Plus, hard to, it's hard to predict if the fight will be any good. That too. And then the other thing is, if it's going to be on WrestleMania, it'd be a big fight. Wouldn't ESPN or whoever uh, UFC's right? They, they would definitely is? want... They would right. definitely need to be some negotiating there. Yeah, so I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, but you know what? Crossover in terms of having a UFC guy on Raw, a WWE guy at the UFC? Absolutely. 
Guys, uh, we've got about 10 more Super Chats. We're going to cut them off here, and then we're heading over to the list goes on on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. It's just $5 a month or $54 a year, and you get access to our Discord now. New Lack City says, Jimmy, love your enthusiasm because I love The Rock, but I think you're looking too much into The Rock's Easter eggs. There was a camera in the corner on the hard cam side, and Rock was playing to both cameras like he always does. More likely, Sammy and Jay help. That's the thing. There, there's a possibility. It's just us wishing and thinking. To me, it was more than the point. It was more than the point. There were several things that he said, along with uh, Paul Heyman's uh, facial expressions, that tells me that's where they're going. But we'll see. We'll see when Mania happens. Mr. Easley says, do you think we'll get Mania inside a dome again? I do. <laughs> Guy says, 1,534 days till Roman passes Bruno's record. If they were to do something where Cody won one title and not the other, it's just Roman oh. basically having a ceremonial title at that yeah, point. Yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah. Uh, New Lack City says, thanks for creating the Fightful Select Discord. I refuse to engage in IWC Twitter because it's so toxic. The vibes are cool so far. How dumb is it that people have been conditioned to hate on banger matches because of that culture? When is Sheamus's contract up? It was supposed to be up early this year, but he's got injury time, I believe. Do you know who the coming to NXT is? I don't know. I don't really. I think it would probably be somebody established, but that's that's a hunch, not a report. I remember when people thought it was Okada, Sean. Yeah, it is not Okada. He is <laughs> headed to AEW. As reported by FightfulSelect.com. KE775 says, what do you think uh, they're doing with AJ and Good Brothers? Is it a permanent split, or do you think they're swerving to make them heels? I think they're swerving them. I think at this point of their careers, they are better as a unit than apart, and they've never really gotten that push. AJ is 46 years old. He'll be 47 this year. And looks incredible. Yeah, looks incredible. Give that man some rest. Mm -hmm. Think that we have any more NXT call-ups or think they wait until after Mania? Uh, I think they'll evaluate the Mania card, and if they need somebody to slide in there, they'll do it. But I think that, I think that it's more likely that it'll happen afterwards to freshen things up. Rossi was in New York recently. Any chance he met with anyone from WWE? It'd be cool to see him involved with the women's division or maybe NXT Japan. I would be shocked if Rossi Ogawa's new company did not have some integration or, or loose affiliation. I would be shocked personally because people in WWE certainly thought that he was going to, to head there. With Dakota and Asuka in Australia, do you think that the story moves even without Bailey and EO not being there? Yeah, plus a lot of people are going to do media, which, by the way, we have Anna Bauert at right now. She's going to be doing a lot of that. Uh, she is so far removed from WWE. She asked me <laughs> how Drew and Randy were going to be on SmackDown this week. Amazing. While in Australia. And I said, uh, friend, they taped that a week ago. <laughs> Uh, Rob Wilkins says, sources tell me the wrestling media basketball game at All Out from you for years ago was better than the NBA All-Star game. Can you confirm or deny? It was much more exciting. That much I assure you. We had a three-point competition as well. I would love to get that back up and going, but those weekends get so busy. And finally, Matt Hennessy says, do you think we get the WrestleMania tag showcase? Been a lot of teams in WWE doing awesome work. I hope we get that and maybe a trio showcase or something like that or the the uh, Battle Royal, for the love of God. I would really, really love that. KO is definitely a guy you got to look at and wonder, what are they going to do with him? Yeah. You know? Guy, so. Sorry, guys, leave a thumbs up. Please check out our interview we did today with Jake something. 
Uh, we were toying around with different times for those to air and uh, premiering them versus not premiering them. So please do me a solid. Go over there. Watch a little bit of that interview. He talks about Monty Brown, talks about Vladimir Kozlov, his name, returning to TNA. Thursday, we have uh, the first interview with Grizzled Young Vets after they left WWE of their own volition. You can get early notes on that on Fightful Select right now. And we got a new series, Crime and Combat. But hey, check out those interviews that we have. We have a ton of them over there. We've been posting four or five a week in addition to stuff on uh, Fightful Overbooked as well. Until next time, guys, we're out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.